Welcome to the Cinescare Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Matt Speak. And I am also one of your hosts, Joe Jans. And with us, as always, is the superfan, Mr. Mark Piscati. Hello, everybody, and happy birthday, John Carpenter. Oh, it's John Carpenter's birthday. Hmm. Yeah, Interesting. yeah, today. Hmm. Not Friday, but it is today. Not too shabby. Um, Sean Connery. I did not know that. I did not know that. Uh, Well, happy birthday, Mr. Carpenter. Uh, I had the pleasure of seeing him at Halloween 45 this fall talking about his classic movie, Halloween. So uh, how old old did you say he was? I didn't. I don't Uh, know how old he is. He's got to be in his 80s, right? 38. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't know how old. Let me... Let me do a quick Google, uh, and it should tell me. Beep, boop, 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 click, 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 click. <laughs> movie, movie computer, 76. Movie 76. computer sounds. Mm. Joe's a big fan of movie computer sounds. Yeah, that's what I do during the day, all yeah. day long, make movie computer sounds yeah. with my mouth. <laughs> That sounded vaguely dirty. I'm not sure why. But. <laughs> uh, well, Joe, Matt, it, it, with that Mark. segue, with that segue, Hi. Joe, did you Matt. watch anything uh, this last couple of weeks that I did. Uh, you could talk about? Yeah, what did you watch? I did. I watched three brand new movies to 2024. Ooh, three. What, it's only wow. like the 16th, and I watched three. Un, how did you, trois. Yeah, how did you watch three already? That's crazy. Okay, so I watched what most people watched, which was Destroy All Neighbors, which just came out on Shudder. Okay. I yeah, I haven't, um, haven't watched that yet. I I will say I'm. it's really uh, campy. It's not my style. The people that kind of like that over-the-top um almost uh evil dead two ish like it makes evil dead two look like a serious film Mm. um it's it's that funny and campy not my style but at least it was done well and i'm also not a fan of prog rock so i Mm. I guess that would have helped so the second thing that i watched that i had to rent and actually i ended up oh i hated amazon when they do this there's a new movie that came out called laced l-a-c-e-d and it is a uh, in an unprecedented snowstorm. It's a wife plans to kill her abusive husband, but her plans begin to unravel. Hmm. Uh, it was for rent for like six ninety nine, and to buy it was nine ninety nine. So I bought the damn thing. <clears throat> Excuse me. I did like it quite a bit. It's my number two movie of the year hmm. already, out of wow. three. But uh, this was quite good. Uh, this. Like I said, this woman's got an abusive relationship with her husband. He comes home and uh, I, there are very, uh, there's a a couple of really good twists and turns in this. The gore is not very, um, there's not a lot of gore in this one, but the one good practical effect that they do have, and there was quite believable. I did like this one. I think you guys should watch it. What's it called again? Laced. Laced. L-A-C-E-D. And not to give too much away, but laced as in I laced his food with something. Hmm. 
make it easier to remember. Okay. This other one, I, I, if it's debatable, I guess, whether or not it's a 2024 film or not, because when I look it up on IMDb, it says 2021, but then on the release date, it's like December 30th of 2023, but it only hit streaming this past week. Hmm. And it's a South Korean horror film called the human trap which is my number one film of the year so far. And you guys need to watch this. There are at least three different twists of this plot. The gore is phenomenal. Uh, It's the synopsis is a group of young friends from the city go on a camping getaway. (laughs) They're camping in the winter too, by the way. Um, (laughs) And what starts off as a fun in the woods adventure soon turns into a bloody nightmare as a madman and eventually his suave henchman, stalk them like prey. Uh, this was fantastic. And again, South Korean, you got to watch it in subtitles and, uh, you guys both really need to watch this. I, I like this one quite a bit. What's huh. that on? Uh, that was again, another Amazon rental. Sorry. Uh, the, the human trap. And I know it's got another name it's under, but I was able to find it under the human trap. Although just if it says 2021, don't worry about it. That's the one you're looking for. Uh, I think the yeah. rental, uh, if you do like a standard definition, it's like two ninety nine. That's fine. Yeah, yeah, I can do that. Look at that! I almost got my top ten list of the year done. Yeah, no <laughs> joking. <laughs> Skate through the rest of them. I'm a third of the way of there. The yep. Yeah. Yeah. So that was it. Already, I watched other. Go ahead. You've already watched as many uh, movies as Mark will between now and next november like april yeah at least that's yeah. not true i i i, I watched uh, already maverick. uh 2024 <laughs> i i have watched maverick this year yep. I, I will yep. admit oh, i will admit Jesus. hey and they're the making year. a maverick three top oh, gun three it's in the I works yeah I maybe. Saw that. but i'm nervous about it because it's two they've already have made two perfect films i don't want them to mess it up you know i just Maybe just leave it alone, but you know, it made I think this Maver- I heard that Maverick 3 or Top Gun 3 is going to be like Halloween 3, where it's got nothing to do with the original. Yeah, it's about like a guy in an ice cream truck or something. I don't know, yeah. it's really weird. Yeah. Tom Cruise isn't even in this one, yes, he is, and Miles uh, Teller and uh, that Glenn Powell guy. So I'm excited about it. it. They bring a goose back. Oh, wouldn't Zombie that be goose. great? Yeah, it was all a dream. (laughs) He's not really dead. (laughs) Just Anthony Edwards showing up like a force ghost and, you know, giving a thumbs up. An Iceman, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) So anyway, I watched a couple other, you know, my normal Bob's Burgers and uh, Moonlighting, but nothing of of note, just those three films. So what did you guys watch? who Who do you hate on Moonlighting? Who do you hate with the passion? Mark fucking Harmon. That guy <laughs> rode that show to hell. Mm-hmm. He got in the way of of David getting with Maddie, and I will never enjoy Mark Harmon's presence in anything. I can't watch Summer School. I he's on like 80 different CSI films or shows. I just I won't watch him. Oh, he was good. I like Summer School. I haven't watched yeah, that. Yeah, Summer a long School time. was great. Yeah, I haven't yeah, seen that in 20 years. Nope. No, he ruined it for me. Yeah. What about the yeah. Presidio? Uh, Presidio is that is that what you call it with Sean Connery? Never saw. Yeah, it. yeah, it, that it's was good. Eh. It was all right. Eh. Yeah, Meg Ryan's hot. Mark, what did you watch recently? 
Well, uh, with Catherine Horan's uh, suggestion, I watched mm-hmm. Destroy All Neighbors also. I'm in the same boat with Joe. Um, it wasn't my cup of tea. Mm-hmm. Uh, that prog rock uh, stuff. I, it The jokes didn't land. Alex Winter is in a, like a full body uh, prosthetics and at some his name's Vlad and uh, uh, the the lead character William uh, accidentally kills him and then like chaos consumes. Uh, I, I thought for some reason I thought it was like a broken lizard film. It kind of seemed like it, um, but the jokes the jokes did That's not insulting. land. Yeah, <laughs> well, it, 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 the jokes didn't land with me. Um, I thought Alex Winter's character was completely obnoxious. Um, yeah, it didn't land with me. I, I know Catherine mm. liked it, but hey, to each its own, you know. Um, it's gotten some good reviews, I think. But yeah, it, it wasn't my cup of tea. Um, mm. It was kind of annoying in a way. It was, and it, there was like special effects and like um, these groovy uh, uh, special effects, like you know, you're on acid. Uh, it, 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 I don't know. It, it, it didn't work for me. So. Mm. Um, because I listened to uh, our last episode of our top 10, uh, Matt uh, mentioned Skin of a Rink, and he convinced me with his review to rewatch it. And I rewatched it. And you know what? I kind of see what Matt's talking about. I enjoyed it a little more, not entirely, but I did enjoy it. And I started to appreciate really what, you know, this director was going for. Um, so kudos to you for me you know, liking this film even more and just appreciating. So it's always good to take a second look at it. I, I don't think I'll ever watch it, rewatch it again, but um, I did rewatch it just because of Matt's uh, review. Nice. Um, yeah. Joe, Joe why not? I think Joe is about to say something smart, Alecky, just now. What was it? <laughs> no, not a word. Uh, okay. No, just a look. Not a, just your look. I've learned. Know. I've learned to keep it to myself. <laughs> <laughs> when when did you learn that? Like a minute ago? Like yeah, like five minutes ago. I just came up. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, what else? Uh, well, I did watch um, uh, the Toolbox Murders, uh, the nineteen seventy eight film, mm-hmm. because uh, Matt uh, <laughs> pulled a mark and yep. uh, Danielle and. <laughs> Was watching uh, this the film. wrong version. Yeah. He, he watched uh, the wrong version. Well, I assume I didn't think that Toby Hooper would be doing the remake. I figured he did the right. original. It, you know, it sounds like an old Toby Hooper movie or something. But yeah, and I didn't really pay attention. So, <laughs> but but Matt, how how did you find out that you were watching <laughs> the wrong movie? Well, by texting you guys that uh, there because there's a scene. Where this one of the girls, I mean, it, there's just there's wall to wall nudity, basically, from what I saw on it, like nonstop from the beginning. It's just this guy going, I, I, I think at a certain point it became, I think, other people involved. But the first how many minutes, first 15 minutes, maybe of it were just this guy going from apartment to apartment, yeah. killing these women and they're all half naked. Um but uh, one of the scenes, this woman gets into the bathtub and she's naked and is basically pleasuring herself in the bathtub. And my son and his girlfriend come walking in the room right then. Now, they're, <laughs> they're old enough to see that stuff. They're like 19 years old. But 
Uh, Don't turn the light on. Don't turn the light on. <laughs> but I'm sitting there watching this. And I'm like, sorry, guys. I have to watch this for a, a podcast I'm in. And they're like, yeah, yeah, quotes, right. podcast yeah. shirt. <laughs> yeah, 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 nice podcast. Uh, I don't know. The room, it was like, you know, it was at that moment when the darkness had just come, you know, so I hadn't turned on the lights yet. Yeah, I'm sitting there in a darkened room and Rose and his girlfriend come walking in. I'm like, ah, oh, for God's sake. getting so itchy. <laughs> yeah. Your stepdad's a little weird. Yeah. What's he watching? Yeah. Oh, what are you I'm doing? Like, I'm sorry. So then I texted that to these guys that what just happened, and they're like, uh, I don't remember that scene being in that movie. Are you watching the right one? Mark was like, Are you watching the original? And I, I said, There's more than one of these. So yeah, I realized I was watching the wrong one. I think I was point. I don't Mark and you I know I had just seen the one we were supposed to watch. Yeah. And I, I felt ripped off because I didn't think it, there was like no nudity at all. Yeah. Yeah. There was no, there was no women in a bathtub masturbating yeah. in, in the, yeah. in the new version. So, yeah. Yeah. I, um, and, and I, I hadn't seen that either. I'm like, Oh, uh, did I okay. miss something? <laughs> was yeah. I not paying attention? Yeah. So, but it made anyway. me, it, it made me watch the film because, you know, because uh, a couple of texts before, <laughs> because of all the nudity, I had to watch it. Well, the couple of texts before, like Matt's going, "This is a weird." <laughs> My sock drawer will never be the same. <laughs> <laughs> don't look at me! Don't look at me! I don't get the sock. What do you mean? Let's move oh, on. Let's move okay. on. <laughs> I don't. I don't get the sock. Uh, mm-hmm. but 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 I watched it um I kind of uh enjoyed the film for how bad it was though um actually Matt the nudity actually stops um mm. abruptly you, there's not 16 any... minutes in <laughs> yeah yeah no no honestly it there there's I I don't believe I don't think there's any nudity after that scene huh. um Interesting. but there's like 10 to 15 minutes of uh the toolbox murderer uh, with the kidnapped kidnapped uh, girl, where she's tied up in the bed, and he's trying to act like her dad and all that kind of stuff, and it 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 just gets weird. But it goes on for like fifteen minutes, and um, it's it's a bad film. It's a bad film. I don't know if I liked one or the other better. So, hmm. but we'll get to that. But those are what I watched. What you watched, Matt? Uh, nothing really. I, the only thing, cause I, I've been busy putting, doing editing and I've had been doing interviews for the special features of, uh, Never Hike Alone 2. And so I've been pretty busy with all that stuff. So I haven't really had a lot of extra time. I, I really had to like squeeze the picks this time into, in to watch, but I was able to watch, uh, the first episode of the new true detective season and it, and and I bring it up only because it's starting out with a, a horror, definitely a horror th- um, element to it. It's set in the in northern Alaska in an area where the sun, uh, you know, does not come up for a few months uh, during the winter, and <clears throat> and so it's that's why it's. I think this season is called Night something or other, and um, Jodie Foster's. What's that? 30 days a night. Yeah. Something like that. Um, and, and Jodie Foster's in it. She plays a cop. Uh, 
but it's it's very it's so far it's like a mystery that it's set um in a town in in this you know northern alaska and there is this research facility and it's very the thing like in a way it's sort of a a, a north pole or or arctic research facility and there's a bunch of people living there and all of a sudden something happens. You're not sure exactly what. And the next thing they do is they cut to a delivery guy who's bringing them food and supplies. And he comes in and there's like music playing from a video that they had been watching. And, uh, all, you know, everything looks like it had just been left and no one's there. Like, it just looks like they just picked up in the middle of meals, in the middle of what they're doing, and disappeared. And so the the police come, Jody Foster comes in to investigate, and they're like, where are these people? It, it you know, based on the the decay of the food that was left over, they figure it had been at least two days, 48 hours since they had been there. But it was like they just disappeared in the middle of whatever they were doing. And and so that's as much as I'll give you on it, but it's, it definitely has a vibe that is similar to the thing kind of, I guess. And, and, or at least is giving that vibe intentionally. Now this show is true detective. So I'm assuming it's not going to go supernatural or horror in any way, but I don't know. I have no idea what, maybe this is going to be a different kind of thing. I don't know, but right now it's definitely giving horror vibes. So uh, definitely worth checking out. We'll see how it goes, but I've read reviews by um, critics who have seen the whole season, and it's got pretty good reviews so far. So definitely, you know, seems like it's uh, at least horror genre adjacent. So, and that's all. That's all I really watched. Uh, We've been actually. I will mention that we. uh, When when we're having dinner, we tend to watch like a sitcom or something like that, and uh, we have are going back through the seasons of, of, uh, what we do in the shadows. And, oh my God, I had not revisited this, the early seasons since I watched them the first time. And it's so good. It's just, it's just so brilliantly written, amazing show. So if you have not watched what we do in the shadows, highly, highly recommended. I know Joe's a big fan as well. So I wish you were Um, my parents. But my parents never let me watch TV when we were at the dinner table. The TV no. always had to be off. Yeah, no, no fun. Yeah, we uh, we we definitely always we like to watch something. It used to when Res was little, it used to be Ghost Adventures. That was kind of our tradition. But uh, now we, you know, we don't watch anything too long, so we usually just watch a sitcom, and that's about it. So, uh, all right, well. This week, our pick is Superfans. So, uh, Superfan, tell us about your pick, why you decided to pick it, and take us through it. And pick it good. Oh, whip it. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, so, uh, Toby (sighs) Hope... What? What? (laughs) You're already starting on me. I I haven't even said one word yet. You just... uh, Uh... Toby Hooper. Oh, shit. Toby Hooper films. Hooper. Hooper. <laughs> Hooper. Get clear of the barrel. Hooper. <laughs> uh, 
Since we did a little tribute to uh, the master John Carpenter, I decided why not a tribute to uh, the horror film legend uh, Toby Hooper. Hooper! <laughs> I feel like most people only know him for Texas Chainsaw Massacre and Poltergeist, so I picked some not-so-well-known films. But, of course, uh, we had to include Poltergeist since we never really uh, had uh, reviewed it. Um some facts on this man, on Toby Hooper. He was Hooper, where are you? <laughs> he was born in Austin, Texas in 1943 and passed away at age 74 in 2017. His first film was an independent film called Eggshells in 1969 and gained everyone's attention with one of the greatest horror films of all time, The Texas Chainsaw Massacre. He also directed the 1979 uh, TV miniseries, uh, Salem Slot, that I did not know um, that he directed that. Uh, He directed only 16 films in his career. So, uh, gentlemen, are we ready to dive in to some of his films? Probably more like 15 and a half. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Correct on that. But I guess we'll get into that later. What was this guy's name again? His name's Toby Hooper. Hooper, hurry it up now, tie on. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, we're going to go with uh, the first one, Toolbox Murders. Toolbox Murders, uh, 2005, I believe. I saw somewhere that it was 2004, but yeah, yeah. It's, some say 2005, some say 2004, so Joe's insinuating that it's 2004 so i'm definitely going to believe joe on that uh, i don't even know the word i don't even know the meaning of the word insinuate or do i <laughs> uh so a toolbox murders is a historic hollywood hotel houses a supernatural evil it's been quiet for decades but when um renovations uh start a series of murders take place um, this film was a little bit of a slog for me, uh, a run of the mill cookie cutter slasher film with a lot of, uh, cheap jump scares and, um, the cheap, uh, jump scares, how I mean, it's that every time there was a cheap jump scare, they had that barrel, you know, that sound, you know, you hear from, uh, uh, like scream and uh, other horror films every single time they did it. And it even, put it in at the very end of the film i just rolled my eyes um although i was getting intrigued with uh, some of the egyptian and signs around the hotel and some with detective storyline only to find out it was some kind of a spell um i mm-hmm. i was just you know shrugging my shoulders like okay um a coffin birth is the first time i ever heard of a coffin birth and I really don't understand how that even happened. Like, don't you have to embalm uh, somebody? And the babies, like, they heard the baby screaming in the coffin, and it, it was climbing itself out. It, it wasn't really even, like, explained, like, well. But I thought that was just weird and how to explain this kind of uh, uh, background of uh, what this killer is. Um, a fun fact on this um, – I don't know if this is true or not. I, I saw it in uh, some of the trivia, but Christian Bale wanted to be in this film really bad and reached out uh, to uh, Toby Hooper and said, 
yeah, I want to be in this film. And Toby Hooper never replied back. So he worked on Batman Begins. Um, so I don't know what Christian Bale must have been hurting for a job or something. I don't know. Um, either that or he loved the original that I saw. And I don't know why he would even like that. So I just found that really weird. But, um, yeah, it was just like a run-of-the-mill cookie-cutter slasher. I wasn't really impressed with it at all. Uh, Joe, what would you think? I genuinely really like this film. Oh, wow. Like this, this was a hidden gem for me. I'm, I, I've always heard about the Toolbox Murders. It was always on a list of things that I thought I should watch, and I never got around to it until now. I'm glad I did. I liked I mean, yeah, it's a general run of the mill slasher, but I thought it had great pacing. I thought I liked the jump scares, despite how they were executed. Uh, I I really liked some of the kills, especially the janitor with the circular saw. I thought was very well done. Saffron getting stapled to the ceiling. I really liked. Uh, there was great gaslighting in this film. I liked how, as the plot went on, it became more of a mystery of, you know, trying to find out the origins of the building. The characters were great. They were uh, interesting enough that I got a taste of them, but I didn't have to get too invested in them. And Sherry Moon Zombie's in this with the opener, and she did it as a favor to her husband, who I guess owed Toby Hooper a favor, but she did a great like she set the pace to the film quite well in the opening. And I did want to point out one particular actor. His name is Greg Travis. He was the building manager of this. He is oh, also God. in another movie that we are forced to watch called mortuary much better in this one. Although I didn't care for him in either, but uh, yeah, out of the two, I would by far pick his uh, performance in this one. And he had the funniest I, kill. Yes, yes, he did. But I, oh God, just I, kill me! <laughs> like what? I, I, you know, wrapping things up. I genuinely like this one. This was probably outside of Poltergeist, the favorite movie of the bunch. Ooh. Hmm. Oh no! Interesting. Okay. So take that, all you people who think I don't like anything. <laughs> I wasn't expecting you liking this one, Joe. <laughs> you I, shocked me. I think Joe has a has a has a uh, affinity for two thousands horror, though, so it, it kind of makes sense. Yeah, yeah, hmm. yeah. Matt, what what about you? What would you think of it? I, I I'm in between you guys. I I didn't love it like Joe did, but I I liked it. I think more than than you did, Mark. Um, I, I do think that quirky neighbor, <laughs> I agree that that was really cool how she was stapled to the top. But why didn't the cops keep going into the apartment to check? Like, no, it's if, not necessary. So, yeah, everything's God, fine know, here. Obviously, everything looks OK. Like, I, I would expect them to walk over. into the next room, at least, you yeah. know. Hey, oh my um, God. Matt, are you are you pointing out the the skills of the bumbling cops? Yes, I am. OK, yeah, I mean, that's, it's yeah. Yeah. Once again, we've got every movie cops, needs them. Yeah. yeah who who or or just you know they're just not doing their jobs at all in and back, you know back the blue mat yeah <laughs> um don't yeah, tell that, them how to do their job yeah, exactly um but yeah the quirky she she was trying a little too hard i have a feeling the actress this was not in her wheelhouse and she was trying really hard to be a quirky neighbor uh because it just it came off as somebody trying to be a quirky neighbor 
Uh, I love Juliet Landau from Buffy. She's uh, Drusilla from Buffy. She, you're acting, Mark, like you don't know who I'm talking about. She was the she no. was the, the girl who was running, the the, yeah. the, girl, the neighbor who lost ran all the weight. Yeah, lost oh, all the weight. Oh, I didn't even realize that. Yeah. Oh, that wow. Was Drus- Drusilla, her name's Juliet Landau uh, from Buffy. Yeah. Um, there is long stretches where not a lot happens, especially in the first half of the movie, um, where it's just kind of getting to know the characters a little bit and it wasn't particularly interesting. Um, I do like, uh, what's her name? Uh, Angela Bettis. Uh, she, she plays May in the movie May, which I really like that movie. If, if you've never seen it before, it likely will be in a pick of mine coming up. Uh, not the next one, but at some point this year, I'm I I will get May in there. It definitely looks like a 2000s horror movie. It's got the color grading that was uh, very much popular uh, during this period. Um, um, and then <laughs> I I wrote this note. This guy is a terrible shot with that nail gun. Until he's not. <laughs> yeah. He's like a horror. You got to hit him shot. once. <laughs> I know. And then all of a sudden he hits her like exactly where he needs to. Uh, unless that was just him toying with her, I guess. Uh, but the killer, I, I, I'm not a big fan of that costume. It, it, it seemed like like the, you know, the top or whatever's covering his head is fine. But but the, the robe that he's wearing looked like a cheap uh, spirit halloween costume of scream like the robe you know he reminded um, me a dark man a little bit yeah a little yeah bit. yeah there's a good film um but i i i was interested i thought it was it was okay and i i didn't i don't think i disliked it as much as you mark but i i was yeah. in between on this one it, i found it entertaining enough there were some stretches that i i found myself zoning out a little bit um but but I wasn't sure if that was just me, you know, or 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 if if it was the movie. But uh, but overall, you know, I liked the way it wrapped up. I thought, you know, him having her strapped down to that table saw was, you know, it didn't that was go pretty any, intense. Didn't go anywhere. But I thought that was an exciting scene nonetheless. And it it definitely felt to me like a callback to texas chainsaw that i thought that the killer in that moment at least started acting like leatherface a little bit um some of mm. his he, yeah. he got a little squirrely there until the boyfriend showed up um but yeah not bad not bad yeah but I, my question is it's like why would you ever move into that place in the first place i mean what a shithole yeah. it's cheap yeah it's cheap they couldn't afford much and you know I what mean, there's something there to be said about yeah, there's something to be said about having a setting uh, in a big building like that. It's a great way to introduce a whole bunch of characters that are in a confined space. Mm-hmm. You don't have to do, you know, other scenes. It's like Evil Dead Rise, you know, that all those people, that entire movie lives, or half that movie, I should say, lives on one floor. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you don't need to have all these exotic settings to have a great horror film. Yeah, but but and it makes sense because it's a bunch of actors and and people who are trying to pay for rent um, by waiting well, the tables two main, and stuff like that. So the two main ones weren't actors. One was a, a pre doctor, and the other one was was a teacher. Right. Yeah. yeah. The other ones, I, the other people were actors, but still, yeah. I mean, I mean. That was just I, I I don't know I would have never moved into something like that. That's but crazy. even pre 
even pre-doctors, as you call them, or maybe an intern, um, they they don't have a whole lot of money right off the bat because they got to yeah. pay for their schooling. Yeah, so I, to that here. Here, rent is pretty. I mean, it was bad. I lived in, I lived in a place like that actually when I was for a minute. Oh wow! So. Well, I, I lived in a walk-in closet for a year. Remember, Matt? So <laughs> I get it. <laughs> All it right. Office. It was an office. <laughs> yeah. So uh, the next film that we're going to talk about is the 1976 Eden Alive. Eaten alive. Um, it's a <laughs> it's a psychotic redneck who owns a rundown hotel in a rural East Texas, uh, who kills various people who upsets him or his business, and then feeds their bodies to a large crocodile that he that he keeps as a pet. Starring Robert England and Carolyn James, who uh, starred as Morticia in the Adams Family a TV series, and uh, Marilyn Burns, who was in the original uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, who was Sally, the mm-hmm. lead, and a young Kyle Richards from Carpenter's uh, original Halloween, the little girl. Yep. And and uh, look, I've, I've never seen this film before. And after doing research, this is a very well-loved film and considered a cult classic. I'm on the fence with this one. I felt like I was watching a play of some sort that um, since it basically only had two and a half sets, basically, it was, uh, you know, outside of uh, the hotel and inside a couple rooms and then um, the whorehouse slash bar i mean that's basically all you really saw and it just kept going back and forth i think this could have this could be made into a play if uh anybody ever wanted to do it i don't know who would go see it but it felt like a play uh watching it, especially with like the red hues and the lighting um of it i just felt like you know i was watching a play um i don't know i mean i can generally say um i'll you know, I don't think I'm ever going to watch this film again. I'm glad I saw it. Um, it was a romp stomp uh, film. I mean, it was th- – I thought the ending was very Texas Chainsaw Massacre feels to it. Um, just the lead actor. Um, I forgot its name, but um, I, I was actually intrigued with them. But some of the pacing of it was just totally off, like him lighting Neville uh, Brand. Yeah, Neville Brand. Um, some of the pacing was a little off, like, you know, just playing that country music and he's just turning on lamps after lamp after lamp. And I'm just like, Oh God, it's just, they're just trying to make the movie long so it could be released on, you know, in the theaters or something. Um, I, I didn't mind it. I, I, I found it, I found it, it, it it was, it was okay, you know, for its time and, you know, in in the seventies, it did feel like, you know, a 70s film. And I thought Robert England was uh, incredible in this film. Uh, wasn't expecting uh, that beginning of the film of him trying to have anal sex with uh, with a prostitute, a newly prostitute. That was kind of disturbing to watch at the very beginning. Um, but no, it was it, it was fine. And I, and, I, and I loved the dog kill. I loved it. <laughs> I thought it was great. And uh, it also had a little bit of uh, a hint and Matt, I, I apologize if I say this, but a little David Lynch uh, feel to it, especially with um, um, 
the parents and the daughter with the with the husband just going absolutely like just insane in that hotel room and he's just pointing and he's got that weird face i was going holy david lynch i I just felt that vibe during that scene i mean absolutely not all the way through the film but that Mm -hmm. scene exactly i felt uh, david lynch so matt what did you think i loved it i I loved it loved this movie this was my favorite of the bunch uh you know aside from poltergeist obviously um but even i I mean i just i i thought it was fantastic um uh in fact that was my second note oh i think i love this movie holy shit william finley he's the actor who in the who with his wife and he reaches out like he's it was like he's trying to twist the 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 uh what's the the wig off of her head or something like that like he he had this weird look on his face so demented very david lynch love the colors it's a lot all these primary colors uh so incredible his his whole place seemed orange and then the walls inside were green uh the the stuff with kyle kyle richards into the there's like half the movie is her under the couch or yeah. uh, not under, under the porch, sorry. Yeah. Under the porch, crawling around and and uh what's his name? Uh the actor, Neville Brand crawling in after and say, like, Come here, I got something for you, you know, and she's like, girl, no, I don't girl, just yeah. like uh, uh driving massacre. <laughs> and she's like, No, no, but then you know, and him chasing her with a sigh that was so fantastic. Um I uh, I loved um I, I I absolutely loved Robert Englund in this as well. I loved him. His kill was fantastic. Uh, let's see. Uh, and I said, "This is some weird shit," which is just it was right up. It was right up my alley. The whole bar scene, the whole bar scene <laughs> is so good, so good. It I, is. It's, it is pure David Lynch, and I, that was on my notes too. So I, I'm glad I wasn't the only one who noticed it. But that whole bar scene, it's the weirdest bar of all time. There's those two guys sitting at the bar, kind of, kind of like looking at each other and talking or whatever. And then there's that guy who walks up to the other guy, and we don't know any of these people like we haven't been introduced to any of them except for robert england and then the sheriff when he comes in with the girl otherwise we're all of a sudden being introduced to a whole uh cast of people that we haven't really been around yet and that one there's one guy who's kind of trying to bully this little guy who's 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 playing pool that is pure david lynch there's no way there there is no way that david lynch hasn't watched this and and you mean uh, marlo is that the guy's name? <laughs> guy's name is Marlo. Marlo. I have my note yeah. down here Marlo. that Marlo must be the Southern slap fight champion yeah, he is. of the deep <laughs> He's south. Slapping the guy. He can't throw a punch, but yeah. he can sure slap the shit out of somebody. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, he 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 had a Napoleon syndrome big time. Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, oh, God. It's hilarious. It was, God, was so, so much taller and bigger than him, too. Just like yeah. what the Yeah, it was it was terrific. Um and then you know the main again the main guy uh, Neville Brand uh, just so creepy and weird and I just you know don't know you know one minute he's trying to be a nice guy and the next minute he's trying to murder everyone it's just uh, and I, why would the woman at Hattie's the, the who the uh, the, the African American woman who worked at Hattie's um, 
the the, oh, you yeah. know, the brothel. She she told the girl because it, so it starts out. You've got uh, Robert Englund trying to do anal sex with this girl who doesn't even know if she wants to do prostitution at all, or you know, and and so she leaves. They say, "Well, you leave. Obviously, this isn't for you." And the woman directs her to go to the Starlight Hotel or whatever the Starlight Inn or whatever it's called. Why would she direct him if that guy was such a weirdo? Like, why would she tell her to go and stay there? But yeah, because yeah, it was yeah, cheap. she gave her, I don't know. She she gave her ten bucks and said, "Yeah, yeah, go They're go probably there." All members, but don't, of but the don't say of you're Congress. from the brothel because you know that'll be bad. Would you say, yeah. Joe? They're probably all members of the Chamber of Commerce and they thrive yeah. on referrals. You know, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, now this and then I noticed I was like I also wrote this note. The I guess this crocodile never gets full. Because he seems to be up for a meal anytime somebody comes close to his pond. I don't think that's how that works. I think once once a croc eats an entire person, then they're probably full for a while. I think it's probably safe to be around them unless you encroach on their territory in some way. But jumping up yeah. on onto a deck to to grab somebody is probably not in the game once they've eaten a whole person. They but, don't eat for like months, Matt. Yeah, like no, months. they'll go a long time. But, <laughs> but it's obviously, you know, they can't. That that's not going to make for a very good movie. But I agree, it could almost be a play. Um, and I'd read some other uh, reviews about it, saying kind of the same thing. And uh, uh, I liked it. I, I had a lot of fun with this one. And this was the last one I watched, and so I was kind of, I was like dreading it a bit. But I wound up having a great time with it. So. That's all I have. Joey, you loved it, didn't you? You loved it. I I don't have a single good thing to say about this film. <laughs> I knew it. Yeah, it was, it was painful. It was painful to watch. I can't believe that he did this right after Texas Chainsaw Massacre because that's like the textbook definition of a giant step down. I the, First off, the this Neville Brand guy, I, if they were to have remade this in let's say 1985, they should have just used Stephen King from Creepshow because it was the exact same guy. <laughs> um, I felt so bad to see Carolyn Jones on screen. She looked awful. Carolyn Jones was Morticia. She yeah. you know, from the Adams family. She played Miss Hattie. She's she beautiful. Looked, I, she used to be, yeah. Not in this film. She's not. Yeah. She's her face. Oh, she. I almost yeah, thought it was. Just was, was I that, thought they did was makeup that? or something on. They it. did. I, almost, I don't. She looked yeah. gray. It was like gray yeah, makeup. She looked, it looked she had yeah. like witch undertones or something. It was it, terrible. I she, thought, she looked like a thought of the dead zombie. I almost thought yeah. that she had like latex on, mm-hmm. and they were going to pull that off at some point, and she'd be this beauty or something. But no. Nope. Never went anywhere. She's just uh, the you know the ugly brothel. It was a madam, weird choice. Nobody else yeah. looked like that, and and it, it was still it was no choice, explanation right. why she looked like that. Yeah. Um, again, you guys are in love with all these primary colors. I have a note on there. Why does it? Why is the light red outside? I I couldn't get. I mean, I know they did this on a soundstage, but I, I just I don't know why. Um, the I, I really want to know what the budget for frog sound effects was for this movie because that's all I could hear, <laughs> uh, except for the quote unquote soundtrack, which was just a bunch of uh strumming bows <laughs> yeah. across like wires and coils throughout most of it. It was really, really like low rent. Um, 
the sheriff is a lazy sack of shit and he needs yep. to start doing his job. But he just wanted again, to get laid. You know, <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to be a hypocrite. That's just, you know, what the fuzz does down there. Um, the gator or the croc, whatever it was, the first time we see that thing, he is like five foot long from the tip of his snout to the end of his tail. And then he eats Snoopy. And then the next time we see him, when he goes to eat Roy, he's like five times bigger. There's no consistency in this crack. I guess eating a dog makes you swell up in size, I guess. Um, Roy's a lunatic. I felt like that uh, first prostitute. She had such a terrible first day. The The poor girl can't catch a break. First, Freddy Krueger wants to sodomize her. Yeah. Then she has to quit her job. Then she gets called a whore by a hillbilly. Then she falls down a flight of stairs. And she's killed by a rake and then fed to a crock. You know, mm-hmm. bad first day on the job. Um, yeah, there's my note again about, uh, Marlowe's the Southern slap fight champion of that neighborhood. Um, yeah, I, it just, the whole thing just didn't make sense. It's just, I, I think it's a little too hillbilly for me, but, uh, mm. no, didn't, didn't trip my trigger. Yeah. yeah I, was gonna, I, I, I have a, a review that uh, this guy that I follow, he's a, he's a reviewer. And I, after I watched it and I was like, Oh my God, I wanted to look up more information about this. And, and so I looked on letterbox and this guy, he wrote like a, a great summed up exactly what I'd been thinking about it. Uh, he said, uh, he gave it four stars, quite the jewel, a wash, <laughs> a wash in primary color, artificiality and sweat and smoke. This is some set bound hot house play like Tennessee Williams reimagined as a grindhouse bloodbath with that roiling whirlpool of all consuming self-loathing literalized as a man eating crocodile in the front yard that keeps anyone from getting out alive. Awesome. And I was like, that is exactly what I, I, I will agree with the Tennessee Williams aspect. Yeah. Of it. Yeah. So loved it. <laughs> yeah. Loved it. So so Matt loved it. I was on the fence and Joe loathed it. Yeah. Loathed it. Like That's I, why I'm on the show. I'm I somebody's gotta be the bad guy. No, mm-hmm. no, no. You're always the good guy, Joe. And so That's, since what's what's that? It's a, it's the opposite of the previous movie. Joe loved the you right. I was it's on the fence and you were low. Yeah. We're 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 like cycling. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, there's still a couple movies to go. Well, <laughs> here, well, here we go with one that I know all of us loved, and that is the 1985 Life Force. I that's not true. Oh, don't say that, Joe. You're, now I'm going to get disappointed because I fucking love this movie. Um, this movie is uh, about a space shuttle mission investigating Halley's comet. Uh, they br- it, they bring they, it brings back a uh, sexy. Uh, Naked vampires to uh, London where uh, chaos ensues. I mean, I fucking love this movie. I've been wanting to review this film for a long time. I remember watching this film back when I was a kid. I think I would I saw it on uh, the movie channel before it was um, uh, discontinued. Um, I think uh, I don't know. I, I'm just blown away with this film. I mean. What's not to love? I mean, you have hot, naked uh, vampire woman um, throughout like half the film. Really great acting. I think on all levels, uh, the practical effects are wonderful. You got a young Patrick Stewart 
a nice twist on uh, the vampire lord. We, you've never seen anything like this with vampires. They're not sucking blood. They're sucking the life force out of you, these space vampires. They're Colin Robinson. <laughs> I mean, and then you got Armageddon with zombies running around. I mean, it's a great story. I love this film. Uh, unfortunately, the budget was a whopping $25 million in 1985, and that was pretty expensive back in the day. Um, it's a canon uh from uh, Canon Films, and yeah, I know Joe's given that. Yep, it's Canon. Um, they didn't make a really good films back then. There's a great documentary. I, I don't know the name of it, but you can find it about the whole history of Canon Films, and it's probably one of the best uh, documentaries on film I've I've ever watched, or at least the funniest. Um, but it only made um, eleven and a half million dollars. Um, I think this film's great. We're going to go to Matt because I know Matt loves this film. Uh, I think love's a strong word, but I did enjoy it a lot. I, I thought good. this was pretty good. Yeah. Um, I, I, it, I would put uh, Eaten Alive above it, but it's pretty close. Um, not, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Actually, I don't want to say close because I, I, I really loved Eaten Alive. But uh, this, I, I really enjoyed this. I thought it was uh, well done. Uh, Matilda May is fantastic. <laughs> She's like, she, I mean, she doesn't, I, I don't mean acting wise, but, uh, uh, but like, She's game for whatever. I mean, th th this could have been, they could have like hidden some stuff. Now it was full everything uh, in this. And uh, I, I, there's some quirky stuff in here. I don't know that I could follow the plot, but I don't think I cared. It was, I mean, it was a basic plot. They're just trying to get these vampires, but, but like there's a lot of stuff going on in this. Um, that ship is definitely not close to a hundred miles long or two miles high. Uh, they said the things two hundred miles long. And then when they get up to it, their own ship, which is obviously not anywhere, not even a quarter of a mile big. It's a, it's a space shuttle. Uh, looks like it's not that much shorter than the ship. Like if it's, if it's two miles high, you should have almost no vision on screen of what's the top and what's the bottom. And if it's a hundred miles long, it, it should go on further than you can see in both directions. So it didn't, they didn't quite get the, 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 the scale on that. Right. But I suppose if you're getting out, uh, you know, a, a measurement stick, uh, maybe it's, you've lost him. Um, and then one of the characters says, I have a feeling, I have a feeling I, Oh, wait, I almost have a feeling I've been here before, if you know what I mean. It was like a kind of a sexy <laughs> reading to that line. I don't understand why. Um, there's a hell of a lot of doors in the lab um, for some reason. Like half of it is them trying to get between doors to they, I, could we eliminate a couple doors so that at least get the <laughs> a lot going yeah i have lot. to interject that's one of my notes there are so many doors in this facility when the girl wakes up the scientists have to open and close like eight doors to get to her yeah, yeah. what an odd like, choice he's running from his office into the lab yeah. and it takes him open, five minutes close, to get there because there's so many close, open. doors good thing they weren't locked because right. they would have had to find keys. Yeah, sec security's not high here. Uh, you've got these creatures for, that they don't know anything about from another. For all they know, yeah, they're why lock a door? Yeah, why lock them down? Uh, it's a it's a hammer film basically. I mean, he basically yeah. made like a like a futuristic hammer movie, um, mm -hmm. which I'm down for that. Um, the undead body scene I thought was fantastic. 
you know, that whole part of it was great. Um, the ship is very phallic shaped. Uh, once you really get a, a look at it, it's quite phallic. Shocker. <laughs> Shocker. Um, but I love the concept of it, of it being kind of caught up in, in the, in the, the tail of, of, uh, Haley's comment. You know, I thought that was kind of cool that it was caught up in that. Um, let's see. Also, uh, what's his name? A, I guess not necessarily a young Patrick Stewart, but younger Patrick Stewart. It was a few years before. A couple uh, of years after Patrick's, Excalibur. Did he ever have hair? I don't know. No, I've never seen well, him uh, in a role with, with hair. With hair. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, maybe when he was really young, but, but it was a couple of years before Star Trek, the next generation. Yeah. And uh, I just picture him in grade school looking like that. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. <laughs> yeah. So I liked Life Force. I, I I thought this was pretty good. I thought that the special effects, not too shabby. It definitely had some kind of budget. Uh, they were, uh, Joe's hating it, but I, I thought they were all right. Um, they were. I thought they were great. Yeah, I thought they, I thought were, they were great. A little, little Roger Corman uh, at yeah. the beginning, but then, at, you know, at the end, I mean, I mean, it's just, they just got a dump Trump, you know, dump truck of, Film or money, and they just dumped it all at the end. With you know, I mean, it, yeah. it was a fantastic ending. I mean, that was a lot of money they spent. I mean, yeah, the London looked—you know—you could tell it was like miniatures, and they're blowing it up. But <laughs> it, uh, you know, I mean, it's—it's—it's it's, it's a yep, hammer film. Tell. It's a yeah, it's—it's yeah, it's a hammer film. But still, I mean, it. There was a lot of money spent on this. I mean, I yeah. mean, it, it had a sword. It had a sword. A really cool looking sword. <laughs> it did have a cool looking sword. It um, did. Yeah. So I enjoyed it. I thought it was fun. So well, I appreciate that, Matt. And let's go with Joe now, because Joe loves this film. Oh yeah, he does. So I, I want to point out Star Wars, <laughs> Empire Strikes Back, 2001 A Space Odyssey, Alien, Terminator, Blade Runner, even the fucking Ghostbusters movies were all made before this. And had far superior graphics than this did in 1985. I, I felt like I was watching the Black Hole from Disney, oh, which I liked. Wow. But this, the graphics in this, the beginning of this, oh, we figured out a way to handle weightlessness out in space, so it doesn't look like we have to pay for the graphics anymore. It was hokey from the beginning, and I, I just, I think this is lazy filmmaking, in my opinion, and it, it's. Again, I hit, I think you hit the nail on the head with the Roger Corman thing because all this is is an excuse to slap around some broads and you know objectify them. Because why why would we go ahead and make these alien vampires? Why would we spend any money on creating a being or or an entity or something visual that I can look at when we can just put a naked woman on the screen uh, and have May. her have just sex with Matilda guys May all day out there. But then go watch a goddamn porn. I wonder to watch a horror <laughs> sci-fi film. Well, it's, it's space vampire. It, it, it's from the novel. It's, it's space horse vampires. Shit. <laughs> 
it, you know what? I was reading through the the trivia on this film, and there's I've read way too much about Matilda Mays Bush because yeah, yeah. Toby Hooper was really like he wanted it shaved bald, and then this hairdresser woman's got to go in there. He's like, well, we gotta we gotta regrow some of it. You can see too much. Like I I know so much about the Merkin that they had to make for her to yeah. slap on the top of it so that you couldn't see everything. Um, and again, that's just all I think about in this film is, uh, great. Put the, put the chick in there, take all of her clothes off. And then all of a sudden at the end of the movie, she has clothes for some reason. And I can't figure out why. And I thought well, the ending was dumb too, that they just, her and Carlson, they just she, decided she took the we're going to go off up into victims. space. Yeah. Yeah. She took the clothes off for, uh, that, that one woman, they, in you the know, park that they found in the park. And, but, but I and agree you know with what? you, Joe. It's, all, it's this male centric universe that they're in. And uh, like, there's three people that they got three vampires, one of which happens to be a woman. They don't say jack shit about the two naked guys that they brought down from outer space. They're <laughs> naked vampires too. We don't even talk about them. This is ridiculous. <laughs> And the whole interrogation scene with Picard, What's it, it, it looked like it looked like fucking poltergeist without the budget. I mean, it's a, you can clearly see that's where they got the the white lights that were coming up out of them. That those were the the well, he souls used, that were coming down the stairs. He just yeah, carbon he, he copied used, it. Yeah, he used this, it again. Lazy yeah. filmmaking. Let's oh. just copy it and paste it. I I, I thought I thought the the stuff going similar. around that office looked really good. I, thought I had more awe watching Zool on the top of that tower in Ghostbusters <laughs> than I did this. Ghostbusters, how much did Ghostbusters cost? I mean, you know, to I make. I don't care. It was, only, make a movie, it was only $25 million. I mean, it is canon. I mean, they're not going to throw 100 Well, I think they did with Masters of the Universe or something. But <laughs> no, actually, I think it was over the top was a really expensive one that they did. And thank God there was that helicopter pilot in there. <laughs> because that helicopter's pilot's job is to move the story along from point A to point B. He is the most informed helicopter helicopter pilot in any film <laughs> I've ever known. Like he can get in touch with anybody from his headset and he can just move that plot from A to B to C. Joe, here you, you go, guys. You obviously <laughs> have not benefited from a good helicopter pilot. <laughs> I've, I've never been in a helicopter. <laughs> I didn't realize the schooling that those guys had beyond oh. aeronautics. So, yeah. Salt of the earth, those guys. <laughs> oh yeah, doing the Lord's work. I did. I do want to point out though, Aubrey Morris is in there. I liked him. Aubrey Morris was in um, Clockwork Orange. Yeah, he was like the. Uh, uh, yeah, he um... truant officer. I guess for oh. lack of a better word, mm -hmm. that found uh, him back in his home and. Yeah. He was in he was, another was film an too. Like, I don't remember, but I I recognized him from another film too. But not I, I don't I didn't remember Clockwork Orange until you uh, mentioned it. But but I'm so happy you mentioned the amount of doors in this film. Yeah, um, well, I will say this: glass. I do have one thing to say about it. I really like the soundtrack. It's Henry Mancini. Like twenty four million of that budget and gave it to Henry. Here you go. It's great. It's great. It's great film. Thanks for liking it, Joe. So our next film we're going to go is Mortuary, two thousand and five. 
Is that another uh? <laughs> <laughs> Joe did not enjoy this pick. Joe, I feel like I feel like we're, it's, it's like we're doing a Corey Feldman episode or something. I mean, have, have, have we it's, hit on any close. cylinders with you? Uh, well, I, I like the first. I like the toolbox murders. Okay. Well, Mortuary, uh, family moves mm-hmm. to a small town in California where they plan on starting a new life while uh, running a long-abandoned funeral home. The locals fear uh, the place, which is suspected to be on haunted ground. Okay, guys, this is one of the films that I'm going to apologize for because when I was watching this film, I was just absolutely, my mouth was dropped. I'm just going, holy shit. I felt really bad for making Joe and Matt watch this film. Um, I didn't know if I was watching a comedy or a horror film because this was really, really poorly made. Um, and it starts with the mom. Um, I don't know why. Uh, who, who was the mom that? Uh, what's uh, Denise Crosby? Denise Crosby. Denise yeah, Crosby, who Cemetery. played the mom from Pet Cemetery. Yeah, right. I thought she's she was not- better in this than she was in Pet Cemetery. Like in Pet Cemetery, I th- I didn't think she was very good in oh, that movie, but no. but I I thought she was better in this than that. Oh, I I will say I will agree at the beginning of this film, but the minute she starts cooking everybody dinner, that's where I fall off. Yeah, oh yeah, I, I I fell off even before that when um. Well, I mean, I, I guess it, it wasn't her fault when she's trying to embalm somebody and she's looking at a book. That was so weird. <laughs> that was so, so weird. That whole, that whole five minute, the whole five minute with the kids and the music going on, the kids smoking pot, and then the yeah. cop shows up. Wait a minute. I I thought now you should probably give a synopsis of the film. I th- first, well, yeah, hold Mark. on, because I, I I thought for a minute that I missed something because I was I have to admit I was drifting in and out on this one, but but I and, and so. There was it ever established that she didn't know what she was doing as a mortician? No, no, it, it was no. established. No, it, at the it beginning, was? She, yeah, she, she went say? to school. She said she had a dream, uh, a, a dream to do this. This is what she's always wanted to do, and you know, she bought this funeral home. So apparently, you know, she went to school for this. I mean, she's got to have a license for no, her, you know that's to what do I'm this. Saying, is that I don't think it was ever established that she didn't know she what she was doing. Yeah. Like never Yeah, having having a dream to do this and I was interpreting that as is having her own funeral home. Right. Yeah. Not not I'm going to take a stab at, you know, yeah. arc welding for the I, first time. I got the books. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm going to try it now. I watched it on YouTube. Yeah, it looks pretty easy. How yeah. hard can it be? How hard could it be? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, sewing an arm on, you know, and she's going, Oh, this is pretty good. And then the arm just drops, and I'm just going, Holy shit. And she's got, you know, just dead cadavers up in, you know, in coffins that she put there because they're $400 each. I mean, I mean, her she character had- was just so dumb. It was just poorly maybe written. Maybe do the synopsis, maybe to lead us off, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, it's so it's it's about this mom, uh, her son, and uh, this little girl who I found really annoying. I didn't think she was that great of an actress until like later on, she she was okay. But they they moved to a California a funeral home that she buys. It's totally run down. Um, her, the father's not around because he's he passed away, and uh, she's going to start up her own funeral business and embalm people. And whatnot. And uh, the son gets a job at a diner, you know, meets some bullies, 
Um, there's some creepy uh, things going on around the house. There's like this black mold fungus, you know, on the walls and whatnot. Um, they had that actor who was in um, uh, the toolbox murder who played uh, the salesman or whatnot. And Craig Travis. Yeah, Travis, who's laughing every single sentence and line that he does. The fucker's that. laughing. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> it, was, it was horrible acting. I'm sorry. And it was, it was, but I loved it. it. Yeah, but but Toby Hooper's just allowing this. Like he sees this, he's going, "Yeah, mm-hmm. this is good. This is how I want it." This doesn't credit Toby Hooper as a director, as a good director. It's like, in my opinion, he's got two and a half awesome films. He's got Texas Chainsaw Massacre. He's got Texas Chainsaw Massacre two, and then a uh, half a Poltergeist that we'll get to. I thought you I, loved Life Force and yeah, and, uh, you didn't put Life Force yeah, in yeah. and Life Force. Well, I'm on the fence with eating alive. Life Force is great. So, so he's got three and a half for me, as, as, as far as I've seen. What about uh, the Salem's Lot? You didn't like Salem's Lot. I'm on the fence with that one. Hmm. I, yeah, I'm on the fence with that one, um, but. So, anyways, um, there's you know there's fungus, there's uh, black goo shooting in people's mouth, and then they get possessed, and chaos ensues, and it's just I I I I hated this movie. I it, it did not work for me. I mean, that scene with the mom with the embalming and reading a book, trying and going, okay, so you put this there. I'm like, it just makes no sense, and. I'm fine with films not making sense, but for this, like, it's just not coherent. It's just a half-ass, lazy, directed film. Joe, what'd you think? Uh, irredeemable. There's not a whole lot of good things in this film. No. I, you know, they say there's no small parts. I've seen a handful of these actors in other things before, and... Greg Travis, I've seen him in other things. Lee Garlington, who was the diner owner, the older lady. She was the best uh, actor I've, in the whole entire I've film. I've seen her in things before. The guy that was the sheriff, uh, Michael Wiles is his name. Yeah, character. He anyway. was in, he had a small, really small part in Fight Club. Mm-hmm. Um, I Even Dan Bird, the, the teenage boy, the son. I've seen these people in other stuff before, and they've been better than this. So I don't know what about this. It's like, it's just sucked the life out of everybody. It was just, it was like, they had nothing to go off of. It was just, it was written so poorly and it was such a dumb concept that there was nothing you could do with it. You know, you could put Brad Pitt and Eliza Dushku or whoever the hell you want in any of these roles. And they're all going to suck. It just started off terribly. The, Real estate agent, you know, again, Greg Travis. Why would you? I, it was the most notable, I guess, the, the insistent laughing nonstop, but I, it's just so over the top. It just took me out of it. Uh, the teenage girls and their boyfriend in the diner all the time. It's just, you kind of knew what was going to happen, just the way they're slouching in their chairs and, you know, 
I just another thing we we find out that salt plays a big role in defeating these zombies or whatever the hell this uh, black licorice stuff was is growing all over the place. Who's got like six giant containers of salt in their pantry in their home? Like I've got maybe one big container of Morton salt. They had like six to 10 of these things and they used them like ammunition. Yeah. I, I, um, I think the reason or they, they had all that salt there. The reason or the explanation is such, Ooh, somebody like likes to make ice cream. And, and that line was, it's just so fucking dumb. Sorry. Oh, that, yeah. Um, and again, I I'm like, Matt, I was so taken aback with Denise Crosby, how she knew nothing about how to be, a mortician like she should know at least minimally whether or not it's legal or illegal to show a corpse to a bunch of teenagers like for fun yeah you know that's probably a no it's probably something they covered on the first day of mortician school and that that setting the house that they bought i realize it's supposed to be run down but there's no that place is supposed to be used as a funeral parlor there's no way you could you know, have somebody from the town die and people go have a wake there. It was just decrepit. Yeah. So I, it's, I mean, I, I understand they wanted to make it spooky, but I think they went a little too run down over the top. Um, yeah. I'm not a, not a huge fan of this one. This was pretty much garbage. Yeah. I don't, me. I don't blame you. Scrap it off my shoe. Yeah. But Matt loved it. No, yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I didn't hate it as much as you guys did. I thought it, I, I didn't see a whole lot of difference between this and uh, toolbox murders. Honestly, I thought they were about the same level. Um, I, I thought it was okay. Um, I, I kind of liked the boy and the girl uh, relationship in the, in the at the restaurant. Um, I'm, I, I was kind of into them for a little bit, but yeah, the mom, that whole thing with her not knowing how to be a mortician, I, I don't know what the reason for that was, if it was supposed to be comedy or, or what I, I thought this realtor was hilarious. I, I loved that. He was just laughing all the time. I don't know why that choice was made and why they went with it, but I thought it was hilarious. Um, not intentionally hilarious, obviously, but, uh, uh, but it, yeah, it's, you know, the, the whole, the whole thing was a bit of a mess, I think. And I, I don't, uh, but I, again, I, I found it entertaining enough. I, I, I think I liked the toolbox murders a little bit more than this, but I really kind of see them in a, as about the same level of quality. Just okay. This is definitely not his, at this point, he's just, no, I don't think he, I think he was just trying to make some, probably just getting a paycheck at yeah. this point in his career. I, I doubt he was, there was know, no effort. Yeah, no, it was, it was, just he was no just, effort at all. This was probably the graphic, all that he was getting at the time. Yeah. The computer graphics that at the end oh, were God, just yeah. abysmal. It yeah. looked like a like a Windows ninety eight version of the Sarlacc pit at the mm-hmm. end. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, no, that was terrible. That was that terrible, was fucking terrible. Yeah, that was bad. Yeah. And and I thought Denise Crosby's acting at the dinner table was 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 bad too it just it it, I, it looked like i was watching like uh uh running a mill like small theater and she's I, I don't know the acting just wasn't there i just i fuck uh yeah sorry guys sorry for that one 
Uh, but it Seen is what it is. is. We've never seen it, and now we have. Yeah, uh, seen worse. So let's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Don't even. Uh, so let's move on to uh, the next one and the last one, the final, um, the masterpiece. Um, who directed it? Who knows? But uh, Toby Hooper uh, directed this film, perhaps. Uh, or what's this? Oh, Steven, Steven, Steven say, Spielberg. Say that again. Hold on. Say it again. Toby Hooper. I've got one more here. That's nah, not working. Never ah. mind. Go on. Damn it. Hoop. Uh, yeah, um, so it's it's not much to say. If, if you haven't seen this film, then I don't know what you're doing in life and what why you're putting it off. This film is a masterpiece. It's about a family's home that is uh, being haunted by ghosts. That, that's the premise. It's a suburban uh, uh, Californian uh, home. Uh, family moves in to it, and uh, it's just it's it's just it's a classic. It's a perfect film. I, I don't see really anything wrong with this film. Um, I'll say uh, how I like this film later, but uh, we're going to go to you, Matt. Uh, yeah, it's, I mean, it's a classic. It, this was one of those movies that if you grew up in the 80s, uh, it was it was one of your probably one of your first experiences with a horror movie. And if, even if you grew up later than that, it might have been one of your first experiences because it was I, – I don't remember what rating it had. PG. It was, it was PG, PG, right? It was PG. And, and yep. I think this was before they came out with PG-13, which it probably would have been PG-13. Yeah, but, Red Dawn was the first PG-13 film. Yeah. It and did they, get an R originally, and Spielberg pleaded and cut a bunch of stuff. Mm. Yeah, they uh, – it was – you know, it, it's it's – I, I do think it walks a fine line between uh, a little too much, uh, I guess, special effects and 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 being a little more bare. Uh, I don't think that it. Um, I, I think sometimes the special effects got a little bit in the way. There were a couple uh, special effects that even at the time I thought felt a little fakey, like the ghostly. I don't know what the thing was so it was on. I guess it was a person, but it was uh, outside the door when Joe Beth Williams is trying to get into the door towards the end of. Into oh, the I love that. Uh, I, I don't scene. care for that. I, it's just like howls at her. Oh, oh man. Awesome. Yeah. I, I, I just, I didn't care for that. I think I feel like that takes you out of the movie. Movie a little but that's just my personal preference and then there are others that i think work really well like when all the people are coming down the staircase uh i think that really works well so i, I kind of am up and down a little bit on it um well graphic graphics like that didn't really get per- perfected for another three years right when they came out with the other toby hooper film yeah in exactly space. exactly yeah. um yeah. Uh, exactly joe um the let's see i i always like the scene where she's scooting across the floor that whole part i i i like that that you know and that these stories you know this was at that time period when uh when Spielberg was big into giving you your cake and letting you eat it too, you know? And so by the end, now I did have, let me see, I had a couple of notes here that I, I wanted to touch on. Um, 
a bunch of guys hitting on a 15 year old and the mom laughs. Like I thought that was a little strange. How brash. And I remember thinking that when I saw it the first time when I was a kid and I was like, that's gross. Like what the heck? Um, Can you imagine that happening now? I, I can't imagine looking out my window if I had a daughter and seeing a bunch of 40 something workers like saying, Oh baby, baby. And my 15 year old daddy off to school on her skirt and her bicycle. That was creepy. Um, well, I, I do have to she say that it well. she I, had I knew Mark it. She, would she stand did. up for the creeps. I knew Mark no, would have yeah. a defense not standing up. No, they were justified. Yeah, she no, had it coming. Yeah. Look at the way she's dressed. I, she's no, looking. Jumping to conclusions right now. I'm about to defend the mom's reaction because she was reacting to, the daughter flipping him off, and that's what she she liked that reaction. But that's why she had that reaction. She laughed at the whole situation too, though. And I, I, if I don't, I can't. I don't know many moms who would just think, "Oh, well, she handled it. Who cares about these creeps?" There's a lot of moms. Yeah, those out there creeps like that. would have been on another job. Yeah. Uh, the very next day. No kidding, yeah. especially in the suburbs. Um, yeah. <laughs> Uh, I, again, it is foreboding is just fantastic in this. Um, the, and, and the whole, uh, setup is great. Uh, the third act of this, of this movie is scary. The last scene, but I, and I, I've always had a problem with that, that the movers are there. Why is all that furniture still there at the, in the last scene? Why I don't get why the yeah. bed's still there, the shelves are still there, their toys are still there, and they're still there. Like they're all going to bed even though they're leaving that night. Like I that doesn't that whole part it it just doesn't make sense to me and I don't understand why they allowed that to happen. Like wh- how couldn't they come up with a different solution like Oh, uh, we're going to have to stay one more night or the movers are coming in the morning, whatever it is like, or uh, even that is hard to justify because you've, you almost have a double climax, you know, you got this mm, one yeah. scene, it, it almost becomes a double climax. You've got this situation that they come out of. And when they bring the daughter out of that world, uh, that feels like that's the time to leave the house and end the movie and but they feel like but it's like you've got to have one more big thing where all the shit hits the fan well Um, they were told this house is clean (laughs) i guess but i wouldn't trust that would you would you stay in a house like that after you've gone through a situation like that hell no no. i'd be gone that you know the minute i find carol ann yeah i'd be out out the door and be like i'm done but I think that's <laughs> what makes this movie so unique is you get that second climax. I if guess, they had yeah. just left, that would have been the end of the movie. Yeah. I, I, and they're I, white people. I mean, I, white I'm, people glad, stay. I, I'm glad that, uh, that they did because the last, that last, you know, part was great with Joe Beth Williams going up on the ceiling and, and everything. I wish they had found a better, just a, a more logical way to make it happen. But it, it's just a, that's the problem I've always had with that, with the movie. Um, I love the relationship with the family. I think, uh, you know, Joe Beth Williams is fantastic in it. Like this is, you know, it, it, it uh, definitely walks that fine line between a, a mass consumer entertainment and a legit horror movie. 
and 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 so I think this that's where this collaboration between Spielberg and Hooper really worked uh, is that they brought that balance there uh, to each other. So I it's obviously it's a master. I mean, it's you know I don't know it, I don't know if I go so far as to say it's a masterpiece, but it's definitely a classic of horror and a classic a classic haunted house film. There and it's scary, which. A lot of times a big budget movie like this isn't particularly scary. Uh, it has some scary moments, though, and especially th- that whole scene with the with the the clown. Scary, scary shit. Um, I love that that the way that was all set up and everything. I thought that obviously that's the I for me anyway, that's the big scary scene in the movie the the clown situation i'm not sure why he still had it there with him but that's i guess beyond beside the point so joe what'd you think or what have you thought i really like this film yeah right (laughs) i i have uh, no bad things to say about it um the steak the chicken leg and the peeling of the face Whatever VHS copy I had of this as a child when it came out, that scene has got to be worn down to the nub mm-hmm. because I probably rewatched that a bajillion times. Yeah, I absolutely loved it. Um, I would be remiss if I didn't point out the soundtrack. This is a Jerry Goldsmith one. He did Aliens, Rudy, Gremlins, LA Confidential, The Omen. He also did the Universal Studios, you know, the or Universal Pictures, the theme, you know, at the beginning of the film. Great soundtrack. Absolutely love it. I, I'm not a, I was, that was one of my notes, creepy. too. I'm not a fan of the soundtrack. I, it's a little... What? I think it's really? too sentimental. I think it's too sentimental. Oh, I, I love it. That's why it makes this I, film so to good. Me that, uh, to me, it screams um, Spielberg, but that's just me. Right, which I, yeah. I don't think um, works, but yeah. I, uh, I do want to point out that two of my favorite screams, if you can call them that, are in this film. The first one, Craig T. Nelson, when he confronts his boss at the end and he's, you know, and finds out you didn't move the headstones and he screams, <laughs> why, why twice? It's just, it's curdling in my ears. And then of course my, one of my all time favorite screams is that teenage daughter. When she gets out of that taxi cab and all those lights are flying out and she screams, what's happening. What it is, is happening? So, uh, it's, it's just, like screaming from the bottom of her shoes up. Like that was a full body scream. And she's got a hickey on her neck. One. All those little details yeah, like that are yeah. hilarious. Mm-hmm. Um, Yeah. I, I had a note about that too, Matt, about the room. Like everything was packed. Like when they open up Carol Ann's room. Oh no, sorry. That was the later note. Oh, I want to, speaking of sound effects, when you open up Carol Ann's door, and she was uh, Craig T. Nelson was showing the paranormal investigators the things were flying all over the place. Mm-hmm. You can hear the sound effect of Darth Vader's Tie Fighter in there. Yeah, mm. um, oh, that's cool. Which I, I thought it was neat. Um, yeah, when the when the ghosts are coming down the stairs, uh, and they're watching it on camera. And it's like all these lost souls that are coming down the staircase. It really reminds me of like the opening of the Ark of the Covenant, Raiders of the mm-hmm. Lost Ark. Um, so apparently there were three people that died on this film. Yeah. 
so I know Carol Ann died and the teenage daughter was strangled by her boyfriend, yeah. but also the, I, I guess I would call him the foreman. Right. But that, uh, the main guy, I think she called him Bluto or Pluto or something. Lugwin or something like that. The, uh, Lou Perryman. Yeah. He was killed with an ax by a 26 year old man named Seth Christopher Tatum mm. in Austin, Texas. I don't have a reason as to why. Yeah. This is what I read on the trivia of, and that ha- and that happened like in 2011 or something like that. Ka- Carol yeah, Ann didn't. Carol Ann didn't die until part three. Yeah, but the, but the 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 older daughter died at right not long after this movie came out. Yeah, yeah, it was in uh, uh, November, I guess. Uh, yeah. yeah, when it happened, she was strangled, and, she, and then she, she was wasn't in, in part brain two. dead in a coma. She died November fourth. Uh, hmm. And I do want to point out, just because um, something's on the trivia list of IMDb doesn't make it true, because this one, I really got to debate. It says, real human skeletons were used in the swimming pool scene since the crew decided it would be too complicated and expensive to get fake ones. Joe Beth Williams was not made aware of this until after the scene was finished. I find that incredibly hard to believe. I heard that, too. Yeah. I heard it, too. I, I don't know if it's true, Universal but... Would have had like some giant room uh, that just, you know, some warehouse just filled with skeletons. Go ahead, pick whatever you want. Mm -hmm. This is a movie studio. How are they getting corpses? How are they getting bodies? Yeah. Yeah. They're going over to the local mortuary and just taking their pick. I mean, Steven Spielberg was producing this. He he could have just run off to the set of Raiders of the Lost Ark, got tons of skeletons and corpses there. But even them, I don't think they were using real human skeletons. I don't know. But it, I mean, I'm just saying he could have used those, I guess, you know, but yeah, I don't know. No, I, yeah. I don't know. It. I thought there were laws about that, but could you know, be. who would know is, uh, the woman from mortuary. You know, she probably <laughs> covered that under <laughs> classes. So, so yeah, uh, poltergeist gets a big old thumbs up for me. Yeah. Maybe even two. Yeah. Oh, I, I, I'll give poltergeist two thumbs up. I, I love everything about this film. Um, and it's basically because of my love for how real this family felt. Um, just with, with the canary dying and, uh, you know, bearing, you know, I, when my hamsters died, you know, I did the same thing, you know, with my parents. Um, it just felt real. And, just uh, the scenes with you know the 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 men are watching football and uh, they had the remote control uh, you know clicker you know uh, war between w- with the neighbors you know going back and forth. That scene is so uh, Spielberg. Uh, it's 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 complete end. Spielberg. I mean, mm-hmm. the, most of this film is complete Spielberg. I mean, yes, I I will. I love the kids with the remote control cars. Yeah, yeah, that's Spielberg Making again. That guy- Crack his nuts on the bicycle and mm-hmm. yeah, and spill the beer. Spielberg again. Uh, it, it was Spielberg when uh, she got the you know she says, "Can I have a goldfish?" And then right you see you know the scene with the goldfish and she's feeding the goldfish to death. She's going to kill another pet. You know it's just completely Steven Spielberg. You know I mean he wrote this. Um, he was on set most of the time. Um, he had his uh, hand on this two both hands on this film. Um, and you can tell, um, I read what, you know, Matt had sent me. I was, uh, you know, I was saying, oh my gosh, this is a, you know, Steven Spielberg directed it. I still believe he directed a lot of this and had a lot to do with this, but yes, this is a Toby Hooper film. 
he, you know, he was just, he was never, um, no one ever stood up for him is from what Matt sent to me, you know, when he was filming this, like, um, uh, there was a film that Kurt Russell was in that Steven Spielberg was doing. And Kurt Russell says, it's either I listen to this director or I listen to you. And I, I won't do both. It was Robert Zemeckis. Yeah, Robert was, Zemeckis. Yeah, it was uh, during used cars. He said, e- either Bobby Z gives me notes or you give me notes, but I'm not going to take them from both of you. And Spielberg apologized. But uh, yeah, right. I mean, he's a, he's a hands on um, he's a hands on producer for sure. Yeah, yeah, he's a genius, and uh, but I, I think it, I, I think it really, you can really tell like how much Steven Spielberg was just on this film, um, but yeah, no, I mean Toby Hooper directed it, but uh, yeah, the fried chicken, um, him clawing his face, um, I, I didn't eat uh, mm-hmm. fried chicken for a while after that, and um, I remember my brother uh, going to see this film in the movie theater. I was too young to go. And he slept in my room for a week. Uh, after that, and he said the clown scene just rocked him to to his core. And uh, yeah, he slept in my room for a whole week. It was a, kind of annoying, but uh, it's it's just a it's a great film. I love it, and uh, glad we closed off on this. So that's Toby Hooper films. Excellent, Hooper. Um, Hooper. Very good. Um, so. Thank you, Mark, for a very uh, interesting set of picks. I, I enjoyed most of these. The only one I – I don't know. I, there was none that I really hated, uh, especially once I found the right Toolbox Murder movie to watch. <laughs> that that could have gone the other way. Um, so the Most next rare, pick, it's really the only one that really bugged me. That was the only yeah. one that just killed me. I didn't, I didn't mind it. It wasn't – it certainly wasn't anything great, but um, – yeah. Okay, so my next pick is uh, my uh, it's it's basically sci-fi horror movies. This is more horror movies uh, with science fiction. So uh, here we go. There's five movies. You're gonna here. watch Life Force again? <laughs> oh, I'd love to. Life Force. We're gonna watch Life Force five times. Actually, Life Force kind of yeah. uh, did inspire me to uh, pick these movies. Okay. So, Although I think Joe will probably like them more. So the first movie we're going to uh, <laughs> check out is from 1986, David Cronenberg's The Fly, starring Jeff Goldblum and Gina Davis. Yes, one of my favorite films of all time. It's in, it's in, it's yeah. in my top ten. I love, love it. it too. Love it. Um, I actually saw The Fly uh, about I don't know six seven years ago. I saw The Fly. Uh, as a double feature with Possession. And that was interesting. Um, so my second pick, well, since uh, wait, David, what? Wait. Where's oh, yeah, at? yeah, yeah. Sorry. Um, the Fly is available. Uh, it is uh, uh, for rent on Amazon or Apple or any of the various. Uh, so unfortunately, that is a rental. Um, the next movie, well, we have David Cronenberg. I'm going to make it. Brandon Cronenberg and his son, and we're going to watch Possessor from 2020, starring uh, Andrea Riseborough, who played Mandy in the movie Mandy. Uh, Jennifer Jason Lee is also in it, so Sean Bean is in it. Uh, so this is Possessor, and you can find that on Hulu. So Possessor, that's one of my favorite movies from 2020. 
next, Lee Wannell, uh, director of um, well, he's been he's done a bunch of stuff. He works a lot with um, James Wan, and that is 2018's Upgrade, and that you can find on uh, Max. I believe. Let me see if there's any other services that have it. No, just Max or it's for rent. So that is, again, Upgrade from 2018, directed by Lee Wannell. Next, from 1997, uh, Vincenzo Natale's Cube. Nice. Uh, this is Cube, and it is available on, it looks says Amazon Prime, but also it's available on Canopy, uh, Hoopla, 2B, Plex. It's, it's available on a lot of stuff. So that is Cube from 1997 and last but not least uh hopefully not least i haven't seen this one but directed by richard stanley from 2019 color out of space starring nicholas cage jolie richardson and this is on shutter amc plus yeah shutter and amc plus uh also hoopla if you don't have those and you have a library card so that's it once again the fly Possessor, Upgrade, Cube, and Color Out of Space. All right. Hopefully, Color Out of Space says it's sci-fi, so I think it is. So anyway, the rest I know are sci-fi. All right. So those are the five movies we'll be watching in the next two weeks. And, of course, Joe's already got a head start on 2024 movies. I'm behind. I got to get caught up. I'm ahead of you. So. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't watched. Oh, yeah. No, I haven't watched a single 2024 movie yet. So, no. Slacker. I'm telling you, watch at least uh, The Human Trap. I have it written down. The South Korean one. Yeah. Yeah. That one. And then the yeah. other one, you, you said there was another Laced. one. Laced was pretty good, too. Yeah. yeah. Laced. So, yeah. So, we got a lot of time left in the year. Oh, but yeah. There, I think there's plenty of time to get watch. caught up for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I guess that's it for this time. And we uh, any any ad- announcements? Anything we need to touch on? Nothing. Uh, no. All right. Well, go to www.cinescarehorror.com and check out our merchandise. It's sitting there waiting for you, and it goes to a good cause: the running of this show. So anyway, we will see you next time. Good night, everybody. Good night. Sorry, guys. Sorry for that one.